0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.
2: We're listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. This week, as your hearts swell with pride over your five and three Miami Dolphins, you get the pleasure of listening to a jubilant and, dare I say, optimistic James Radio, along with his ever-trusty cohort, the eternal Robtimist Rob Cast. Oh, my God. How about now, Rob? Have did you ordered your 2 a yet? Did you see that?
1: I did. Dude, I, don't, I watched it twice, James, actually. Did you watch the game? I watched it. twice. Oh my god! No, I don't know if you knew it. That like Tua played really well. The team is really good.
2: I had uh, I think I had texted you, and I had definitely texted uh, a great deal of my other football fan friends. That I, I can't remember the last time. Uh, the, I mean, the, the whole the team played great, and there were there were many many uh, contributing factors to them winning. But I, I feel like you know the the reason they won. Was because of how well their quarterback played. I mean, there were other factors, of course, but like I feel like that's a game. Like even you know Fitzpatrick might not win, or you know Tannehill wouldn't have won that game. And I can't even list the, the slew of other quarterbacks we've had besides those guys. Um, but like, when was like I, like that was that felt like we won the game because of who our quarterback was?
1: I I I want to agree. But I felt that was as much of a full team victory as we like. Like Sanders keeps crushing the the kicks, you know. The the defense made the stops they needed to when we needed the fourth down. Like, and I thought Flores. I'm saying it wasn't
2: solely him. No, like I mean the the team played well. I'm just saying. But I
1: completely agree. To uh, how the I mean I know we'll get into it, but I'm jumping into it. But that that third and eight in, in, in this at like the three, the at like the 10 yard line or whatever that was inside the 10. I hated the first two runs. Cause I'm like, this is, this, you were going to punt the ball to him down seven. We're going right. to lose this game. And he hits that. And he hits that third and seven or third and eight. Oh my God. The Parker. The, yeah. yeah the no, Parker. The, the throw that he made
2: to Parker, the scramble on the next third down. And yep. then the, the, the 17 yard scramble when they were down in, in territory, and just some of the just the other throws. I mean, it was play after play, and he didn't make any any mistakes that I saw. I mean, the, the closest thing to a mistake was that when he was trying to throw the ball away, and then the the, the Cardinals faked the interception, like they they, <laughs> they thought they had an interce- or they pretended they had intercepted the ball when they hadn't. Right. Um, which was, you know, but even that was like,
1: no, that's, that's what's blowing my mind. Like, this is still game two. Like he's still learning. There's still, this is probably not the full offense. This is him. Not at his, you know, at his, at his height of his powers. That was great.
2: And it's, it's, it's been as advertised, right? Like you can see the, the, the reading of the defense, like he's making the right throws. He's making them on time. Uh, I really loved that you know the the double screen that that wasn't open in the, in the first half where then he hits Smythe over the middle for like 19 yards to set up the now it was their second touchdown but their first offensive touchdown like that play we haven't had a quarterback that was capable of making that play
1: is I, now is I that play designed Marino. to go to Smythe is it is it a double fake or or was it is it supposed or was it what are the or is the second screen supposed to be where he goes
2: I. I had, I mean, I don't. I obviously, I I didn't design the play, so I don't know. But it looked like, right? It, it looked like the first one was a fake, and then if the second one was open, you take the second one, and then the third, the the third read or the third, the third look is actually probably the second option, which is, is kind of how how I interpreted it. Right. But that either way, I, I just I love that that sort of play, and you, you do need a quarterback that can that can read the the like that's the entire field. You have to read the entire field to make that play and he did.
1: The accuracy makes me giddy. It's actually weird when he misses a guy. I'm like how, how, right what, what,
2: and one of the things I I it looks like he has plenty of arm strength. Like that was one of the things that I thought was a knock on him was that he doesn't have the he doesn't have elite arm strength, but I mean, he was like that like on the 3rd and 8, you just talked about like he zipped that in there to Parker. Right. Like Parker was covered and he Got the ball to him because he was able to throw it that hard.
1: I mean, I don't think he's got Herbert arm strength, but he's got he's got plenty of enough, plenty of arm strength needed. I'll take the yeah. I'll take the accuracy and the decision making, like the that the no the seeing what to do and then being able to do it. I felt that I felt Tannehill would see what to do, but do it three steps too late. Like you know, like he would see it and throw it to the guy who was wide open, but. That guy would have to wait and then somebody would catch him as opposed to seeing it when he was in stride and being done. you know, like it just seemed to be like a hair behind what the the speed of thought. and to us it just seems like and I it, uh, granted, it's one game of playing great, one game of not being asked to do anything. who knows but but my God, the optimism is so high. I mean, he looked he looks like he's he looks like he's as ever as advertised, like you said. Did you Very get the excited. you get the jersey yet? No, I I can't I can't I can't I got wear my fifty one man. I got my fifty one.
2: They have a fifty one now. It's uh Kume Hill. Rugi I, Hill. I like him. <laughs> I do he's like, like a spe- him too. Special teamer, and he gets in on defense for passing down sometimes.
1: Linebacker. He's he's a good player. I enjoy him. I can never say his name. Ruji Gruji <laughs> Hill.
2: Fair enough. So let's let's get right into the recap. I, I know we've we've kind of gone through our our to a man crush section of the show. But the, um, so, so the game starts, the Dolphins get the ball first, the Cardinals win the toss and defer, which I, you know, I could have predicted that if had they won, they were, they were going to defer because they wanted to see what, what Tua could do. Uh, The Dolphins go three and out after getting a a decent pass play on first down. And then uh, Jordan Howard summarily gets two carries for, three yards or something well, the and, sec, and doesn't pick the sec, up the first The time.
1: second carry was fine. It got them right to it. And then they try they did a, uh, they did that they tried to the pitch f- pitch yeah. it to to Howard on the outside. And it's like that, I don't think you guys know that he's not the man for that job.
2: Right. Well they didn't try they didn't <laughs> nothing try nothing like that happened again. That's true. So we can we can at least say that. So then they punted then the Cardinals uh started to move the ball downfield. They got about to midfield and uh our you know Our new favorite 91 on the Dolphins, Emmanuel Ogba, uh, got to the quarterback again and again, stripped the ball. So stripped sack. Shaq Lawson, then (laughs) that had to be the slowest developing strip scoop and score I think I've ever seen. But it was still wonderful. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked how long it took because you could see it happening. And then it just gave us longer to enjoy it, I suppose. But. Um, Brandon Jones getting down there with a nice block too. That that was huge.
1: I don't think that was mentioned enough. Like, like that's not a touchdown if he doesn't come flying up with that block.
2: Yep. Yep. So he gets down there, gets the block on the offensive lineman and then, uh, and Lawson does the rest. Um, yeah, just a, just a a fantastic way to start the game. And then the, the Cardinals then get the ball and then most of the game was, was, was back and forth, uh, with, with the two offenses after that. So the Cardinals go back down, tie it up seven to seven. Um, and then uh, then the Dolphins respond with and this was this was the first, you know, the first real look where we got, you know, we got to see Tua um, perform on offense. Right. So he, he marches right down the field. Beautiful drive. That's where he where he had the the double fake screenplay that we were talking about. That was kind of uh, just outside of the red zone. Got him 19 yards down to about the two yard line uh they try to pass on first down and then uh howard is able to run it in from two yards out he's great as a power back like I, I like i i feel like they should have him dressed every week for those situations but it seems like i guess gaskin can kind of fill that role as well but yeah, you know, that was that was a good tough run to get that touchdown that wasn't you know that's not a gimme there oh yeah, yeah. so go ahead
1: no i was saying i'm agreeing yeah it was a it was a was a good run he was because he was hit at the goal line and and, and forced his way through
2: yeah. Now he has, I mean, he has a purpose on the team. I can see that whether or not he's worth four and a half million for this, for the season to do what he's been doing.
1: Yeah. Salary I think cap can doesn't both, matter this year.
2: Does not, but we can, we can both agree that they're, they're not really getting their money's worth out of him, but I, I do see value in Jordan Howard. And I, I think, you know, if he, if the offense was a little bit different, like he, he might have more of a role, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so then the the Cardinals go back down the field um, and then uh, tie it up 14, 14, um, you know, we we end up the Dolphins do get another touchdown, uh, where uh Tua leads them down the field, makes some great throws to uh uh Preston Williams uh on that drive and then the uh, the, the touchdown pass to Preston Williams. Williams was wide open and then uh, you know does the rest, gets in the end zone. Unfortunately, Preston Williams hurt on that play. So they're saying he was hurt during the celebration, or I'd heard that said. But it, it really looked like the when he jumped into the end zone, the guy had his at his the, ankle. I've watched yeah.
1: it a couple times. I think the reason they say the guy had his ankle, but he gets up and he looks kind of okay during the during the celebration, and Wilkins kind of jumps on him, and I think that's when he realizes the you know that the ankle hurts because he starts limping after that, but. You, the guy twists that leg that and that his foot and his leg. I mean, it obviously happened during the play,
2: right? I, I feel like, yeah, and it, I, I think he could have let him go there. I don't know why he was, yeah. But either either way, so Preston Williams uh, at the time of this recording is on IR. Um, uh, will be out for at least three weeks, and we'll talk about what that does to the wide receiver room later on. But he was definitely, I, I feel like he was definitely missed throughout the rest of the game because he was he wasn't added dimension. But Tua had a on that drive had a very nice long pass to him as well. Um, and through and Williams made a fantastic catch on the back shoulder, uh, going out of bounds. So Williams had a nice bounce back game here. Um, but you know, tell me if you've heard this one before. Had a great game last year and and ended up missing the se- you know was was injured for and lost for the season uh, against the Jets during uh, during that game. So hopefully we don't have another extremely talented. Yet injury-prone wide receiver.
0: Why you gotta even put that? you got even put that in the universe?
1: Don't even put that out there, man. He's gonna be fine. He'll be back in three weeks. God, so negative. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for bringing were, it back in, Rob. I appreciate that. I thought, yeah, I thought you were gonna be an optimist like me.
2: I, I'm very optimistic. I'm I'm full of hope. I actually have ordered my Tua jersey. I ordered it a while ago. It should be here uh, in the next week or so. Um, so then uh, the, the way the half plays out is uh, with the, the Dolphins are leading 21-14 and then the Cardinals go down and the, the defense is able to hold them to a field goal. So then it's 21-17. Uh, there's a, a series of back and forth punts. So this is this is uh, the game was very close. And, and, and when I was rewatching the game, you know, you kind of see these little things. So there was. Uh, the Dolphins did punt the ball when they were leading twenty-one to seventeen. So the Cardinals had the ball back and they had a chance to go down right before the end of the half and take the lead or at least cut the lead to one. Uh, they had a third and I think it was about nine, and they hit uh, Danny Isabella over the middle, um, uh, and he had the first down. But then he came back in front of, and he came back short of the marker, and then the, uh, the the Dolphins defense were able to to tackle him short of the marker. And uh, Kingsbury called the timeout there. Yeah, he so, thought he had the so
1: first down. He that thought really- he had the
2: first down, right? So he calls that timeout. So then in, they end up being short, and they end up having to punt. So that gives the Dolphins uh, that extra. They get to keep their timeout, and then they get the ball back. Uh, Jakeem Grant had a nice little return, not not a great one, but a nice little one, and you know got them into uh, uh, you know at least decent field position, and they were able to get some. You know, he made another a really nice catch and run to get out of bounds uh, to start that drive, and then uh, Patrick Laird on second and sixteen had a you know I think this play was. Not really at the time, not really discussed. But you know, a a great catch and run down the sidelines, and then he gets out of bounds, uh, so saves that timeout. Um, And then the 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 Dolphins are pretty much in range at that point. And then (laughs) uh, you and I had kind of offlined about this, but just uh, (laughs) the commentary in this game was subpar at best. Yeah, uh, I respect
1: James Lofton's career going against, uh, watching him go against us all those years, but uh, he's not a great uh, broadcaster at this point.
2: Yeah. And the play-by-play, I forget who the play-by-play guy was too, but he wasn't, uh, he wasn't too great either. But what really struck me about this series was like, they're, they're literally like what a yard behind that little, that fictional red line on the screen. And, and Lofton's talking like they, like, like they've blown their chance because they didn't get to the red line. Like they're, they're unable to attempt a field goal unless they pass the red line. (laughs) Like it was, you know, it, it was like, he was talking like they had failed and like they, you know, when in reality, the team that had that had really failed was the, the Cardinals by their gaffes and giving us the ball back. And so, uh, yeah, anyway, anyway Jason Sanders piece- summarily drills a
1: 56 yard field goal and we go into half up by seven. So, so like that, one of the things I mentioned, I I think we spoke off air. I think, I mean, Flores, I thought that a, did a great job and I didn't think Kings Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury did a great job. And that that timeout was one of them. Right. That's that was a mistake. Um, and we really needed that because we were low on timeouts because we had to burn two timeouts already before that. And I don't I haven't heard anything about this, but I believe, I mean, I was not blaming Flores for that. We were down five coaches, right? There were five coaches not in that game because of Covid. So they had there was no quarterbacks coach. Like the tight ends coach was doing like his job and that job. So the fact that we couldn't maybe didn't always get the play in or get the defensive swap and had to burn some timeouts. I think that coaching staff did an amazing job missing five people and to still out coach uh, a full staff on the other side. I thought it was amazing.
2: You're going to get no argument here. I am, I am a Brian Flores believer. Um, you know, I've there's def- there's been some some things that the organization has done as a whole that I might not have agreed with. But I, I think, you know, Flores as a coach um no coach is Perfect. Um, you know, but I, I think, you know, we're, we're definitely in good hands. I'm definitely confident with him there. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. He definitely in, in especially in a close game like this, cause the Cardinals are a good team and you know, we're not even done really recapping the first half, but Kyler Murray was, was lights out in that first half outside of the, you know, the strip where he was a little careless with the ball on the strip sack, but he's always a little careless with the ball when he, watching him. play. It's
1: crazy. If I was a Cardinals fan, I'd be out of my mind the way he holds that ball out. Like I'm like, you I'm I'm surprised he doesn't fumble more often because, I mean he was amazing that whole game. I mean he out. I mean he 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 was almost perfect. I mean he didn't yeah. uh, you know.
2: No, he was great. The the deep ball that he threw to Kirk in the first half we didn't really mention it, but that was a perfect pass. No safety help over the top, and and Byron Jones just got burned on that. I mean I don't we had kind of talked about this going into the game. Like, and you know, we'll talk about this in the, in the, the second half. They, they held Hopkins pretty much in check in the first half. There was maybe one.
1: No, he had nothing. Two. He had nothing in the first half. He didn't even know, but then one or
2: two pass interference calls oh, on him. Right, I think right. that he might've drawn in the first half. Um, but it, it was, it was Xavier Howard on him for the, for the, for the most part for the day. And I, that was kind of what I had predicted. Um, I would, I, I, I feel like, and we talked about this. I feel like Jones probably was the better matchup for him. Um, but I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I think that they had uh, they had X on him almost all day. Now Howard did a good job. I mean, Hopkins did not have a breakout day. He did draw a lot of pass interference calls. We'll talk about some of that in the second half because there was one in particular that really irked me. I feel like most of them were pass interference. I, I don't feel like they were, you know, too egregious. But the one that they the one that on the fourth and one, and we'll get to that as we get to the second half was I, I don't feel like that was pass interference, and I, I, especially on a fourth and one where the quarterbacks you know, scrambling for his life and just throwing up a 50, 50 ball. Like, I I don't know how you call that. Like I really, and you know, and it ends up being, you know, it's, it's at a crucial point in the game because then the Cardinals go right down the field and uh, end up taking the lead after that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to that. And fortunately the Dolphins were able to overcome that. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, to your original point, I, I agree. I feel like, you know, the difference in the game, you know, outside of, you know, having a quarterback that, that, you know, that is able to make the plays when you need them to be made, uh, was was the coaching. Those 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 little things that that ended up happening. And there was, you know, there were other instances of of Kingsbury, you know, going forward on fourth and one, you know, that set up our game winning field goal and, and those sorts of things that, you know, were
1: but but that when- but that set of plays, right? That's a weird a weird third down throw. And then of all the plays to run you know, running Edmonds up the middle when Murray can like was unstoppable. It just seemed odd. But. you just
2: wonder if he was gassed, right? Cause he had just had another, yeah, you know, maybe. another, he had a, a fourth down carry right the series directly before that one. So um anyway, coming into uh coming into the second half with the dolphins up seven, uh, the Cardinals do go down the field um, man the, on the, op- the opening kickoff of the second half too. They, they fumbled it. And uh, I, Man, if the Dolphins would have got that, that would have, you know, the the game would have been much different, but they were not able to fall on it. And then the, the Cardinals do go downfield and score. Um, it's kind of a weird touchdown on that that opening drive. It looked like I thought for for all the world that Byron Jones was going to pick off that ball. I still don't really know how he didn't. Um, the replay show, clearly the Cardinals receiver did have possession of it. It's just, in my mind, I don't think he had possession of it until he was out of bounds. So, I, I didn't i, I thought necess- it was
1: i didn't see enough to overturn it if it was called that way i you know i think it might have stood i just think it was i think it was too it was close yeah, yeah I, I mean the original round was
2: closest to it called it incomplete like so I mean they 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 huddled i mean there wasn't any mention of a of a, review, of a of a review but i know all all scoring plays are reviewed um I was the the people I was watching the game with were were, were up in arms about it they but i i mean I wasn't I, if anything, I'm like, Jones just has to make that catch. Like he, he just, he didn't secure it. He didn't pull the ball in fast enough like, right. for, you know, for, for what I was watching. So he's got to, you know, Jones has to make that play, especially if he's getting paid the way he's getting paid, he's got to make that play. Um But regardless, they, they score the touchdown dolphins, then go three and out. They seem to get a little conservative on that, uh that opening possession of the second half, trying to, trying to run the ball. Um I did fail to mention in our first half recap, uh, the uh, the the running back they called up from the practice squad, uh, Sylvan uh, Ahmed, looked very good. He he looked pretty spry, like getting out into space. Uh, he kind of bounced some runs to the outside, like a smaller version of Miles Gaskin, um, uh, but uh, faster. Like has uh, has some speed. I, I kind of I liked him. Were you uh, impressed with what you saw of him in
1: the in the first half? Yeah, I I enjoyed. Uh, well, in, more in the second half probably than the first, but. When did he got more a little more run? But yeah, I thought he did fine. I, I mean, I, I like his speed again. I agree. He, like a, but he's just another breed of. He's like he's he's another one of the Gaskin breed of mold, like this one of them little guys. But that's that works for this offense.
2: Yeah, uh, agreed. And so that was you know it was it was good to see him getting some run. But again, they 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 looked a little conservative on that first. Not drive. a three and, and then, though. Uh, and then the Cardinals uh, end up getting the ball back and then this was the drive where it was tied 24 24 they had a fourth and one close to midfield um Of course if Kyle Murray is your quarterback you're going to go for it on fourth and one in those situations and uh, he was scrambling uh the dolphins seem to have seemed seemed to have him um and then he throws up a, a 50-50 ball. i think that i feel like that play was a designed run that's why they had the uh, the ineligible downfield. Um, but he throws the ball up. And Howard is scrambling back to get the ball, and he's he's watching the ball, and you know he runs into Hopkins, but he's playing the ball the entire time. Like I just, I thought that I just don't know how you make that call, like not on on fourth and one broken play. Like I just, I I don't see I, how that's pass interference.
1: I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't see how it's not judging by how they've been calling it. I was, you know, that's just that's been pass interference for two years, or if not more. That I didn't see any way that wasn't getting called.
2: I. I, I thought it was a completely blown call, but okay. Um, so then, uh, of course, after that, they get to redo fourth down. Uh, and that, that fake that, that Murray put on, I mean, the whole bar that I was at thought, thought thought Edmonds had the ball and thought we had stopped him, and then, you know, he was still running for a good, what, 15 yards after that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty good fake by Kyler Murray there. Uh, literally faked out the camera crew and the entire bar that was watching the game. I don't know if it faked you out as well, Rob. Uh, but yeah, we were all, we were all faked out anyway, then, uh, Murray ends up scoring on a run and they go up 31 to 24. Um, now this point in the game, it's, it's, uh, late in the third quarter and the, this is where we get to see, you know, I, I, I say where the, uh, the, the two a time officially begins. Now he had some great plays in the first half, but this, this is a drive down seven on the road against a, a playoff caliber team. And you're starting way back in your own territory because there was a holding on the kickoff return. So
1: seven yard
2: line. Yep, first down run, second down run. Uh, Rob, I know you love those calls. Do you want to talk about those a little bit?
1: I just i i, I get it, but it seems like every every time it's I'm like every, I want the, I want the play action. I'm like run a safe play action. Maybe if you have you know got him on a little bit of a bootleg, so if he's got room to run or or to throw it away, but every team seems like they run in those situations and it rarely works. How many times when somebody's within the 10, do they, do they run, run, you know, do they go three and out and give the the other team the ball back practically in, in, in field goal range. We're down seven then, at that point
2: in the game on third and eight. What happens,
1: Rob? Oh, he throws a dart on the shoulder <laughs> of uh, to Parker, right? It was like, I mean, yep. Peter was it Peterson looked like he was going for the pick six, but that ball was on the other side of him. And when he ran, thought he could thought he could sneak in front. The ball was on the other side of Parker and went right past him. Oh my god!
2: Great throw, so great good. route, great catch. Great job by Parker to come back to it too, because he did. I, I was watching it again last night, and he he made the you know he gets back to the ball to get in front of Peterson to make sure that that doesn't happen. But it was you know a, just a great throw, great read. All of it was was great. And so that, that starts them off. that starts them moving now. So now there's some confidence in Tua. Then they get to uh, another third and four. And, um, and this, this is, this is exactly what I, I just have wanted and, and not really seen from, you see a little bit of it with Fitzpatrick, but, um, but that, that, just that, that scrambling, that, that play to get, to get out of pressure sneaks the pocket presence, you know, he feels the rush coming, he ducks under it, gets out into space and then Buda Baker Buda Baker who was the NFC defensive player of the month last month juked out of his shoes and then he just gets to, you know dives forward and uh, and and picks up the first down by by a good 3 or 4 yards which was just a just and at that point, you almost kind of knew, right? Wait, you just, are you
1: are you are you telling me that was an amazing juke that we all saw? Because when I listened to the commentary, uh, James Lofton just said that was because uh, Buddha Baker's afraid to get fined, so he didn't, so he missed the tackle on purpose.
2: Correct, and then and then later in the game, he did lead with his helmet and uh, and did have helmet to helmet contact with Kiseki. And uh, Lofton, I believe, said that that he didn't agree with that call either. Oh, so he
1: was so bad. maybe he just
2: really loves Buddha Baker. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Either way, uh, yeah, Baker completely whiffed on that. And he did. It, that was all because of the move that Tua yeah, made. It, it had nothing great to do move. with him pulling up. He was going full speed. Yeah. So, and leading with his helmet. So, even if he, if he would have made contact, he might have gotten a 15 yard penalty anyway. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Um, and, uh, you know, the Dolphins continue to march downfield. Uh, some more really good throws uh, from uh, from Tua um, in, in certain situations. And then um, there was a, I believe it was second and 10 where he had that 17-yard scramble. Uh, Again, just amazing pocket presence, feeling the rush coming, ducking under it, and then just squirting through. I have no idea how he got through that. I I still don't. I watched it (laughs) multiple times. I still have no idea how he got through that.
1: Yeah, that was fantastic.
2: And then on the very next play, uh, just a a great, great fade to, to Matt Collins' uh, in the, in, in the end zone for a touchdown, the, the very next play, tie the game up. So 31, 31, uh, we're here to play at that point. And then it's, you know, just minutes left
1: in the fourth quarter. So as much as I complain about that, how much I, I kind of hate the fade. That's the one you want to see when your guy is staring at the ball and the other guy has his back to it and has no idea. And you can throw a perfect pass right over the guy's head Yes, that's when you make that play. Not when they're both looking back, or when neither of them are looking back. With Tua, look saw saw Hollins was, could see him, and the defender was turned around, put that ball exactly where it had to be. Oh, so good.
2: It was it was great. So then, the Cardinals get the ball back. They start uh, they start moving, um, and they get um, they I believe they had they had a fourth and one that they did convert. And then, uh, so this is another thing I noticed with them, and especially in the second half, is we were we were holding them, we were stopping them on you know short, but they were getting these you know they had a lot of fourth and shorts, just yeah. a, just a lot of fourth and shorts, and they, you know, they converted most of them. So they converted the first one, and they ate up some more time off the clock, and then got to another fourth and short. Um, and this was the one, uh, where they, they didn't use a Kyler Murray design sneak. It was uh, another read option, but this time he actually handed the ball to, to Edmonds and, uh, and the dolphins just made a great play on it. It was, I believe, uh, Seiler got there first and then Roberts finished it off. Uh, and they, they kept him short of the first down. Um, and then Tua takes over with, uh, was it just under five minutes made just a beautiful pass to, to Gasecki right after that. Um, uh, you know, deep out, uh, just a, Again, a lot of zip on the ball, good arm strength, perfect placement, and you know got him got him 19 yards down the field. They again had another another third and long play um, to a fields the rush, and he gets the ball to to Grant, and it was just short of the first down. Yeah, now was... love love the call by Flores to, to kick the field goal there. You, you know you got a, a field goal kicker who hasn't missed all year, um, and it's just been just been nails. He's been money. So you. You got to do that. You're on the road. You take the lead. Did you have any problem with them not going for it on fourth and one? There was some, I didn't have some a, conjecture between us at the bar, but I was, I was I happy didn't with have a
1: problem with it, but if the offense stayed out there, I would not have had a problem with that either. <laughs> that was one of you know, the, the, we were not, st- you know, they could move the ball on us. I mean, what I don't, did they right. punt twice and turned it over on downs once, like going for it wouldn't have been crazy but you take the point. You know, at that point, it was three minutes. It was three minutes, thirty-five seconds left. I, I did not have a problem with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you, so Sanders again. Money. This one was a fifty-yard field goal. Broke the Dolphins' record for field goals in a row. Uh, do you know whose whose record he broke, Rob?
1: W- wasn't it a, a Lin- was it Olindo?
2: Ol- Olindo Mare from nineteen ninety nine. That is correct. So Jason Sanders, uh, has just been money this year. He's also doing exceptional on kickoffs as well. Um, so yeah, he's just been just a, a very, I mean, I, I liked him last year. I could kind of see that he was going to be a good kicker, but this has been, you know, he's, he's all world this year. He's been, he's been great. So take a three point lead Cardinals, get the ball back. Um, Murray immediately hits Christian Kirk. Who's wide open, uh, like for like a 35 yard gain that gets them right on the other side of the field. Um, but then then the defense tightens up, uh, holds him to another fourth and short. And this time they decide to to kick the field goal, which you know makes sense. You're you're well in range at that point. It was a 49 yard attempt. And I mean when he struck it, like I I, I was, was sure. convinced that it was it was I, tight. And I was like, there's plenty I was like in my mind, I said there's plenty of time left for Tua to go down and, and, and win this game. Cause there were still two minutes left, but
1: when I saw um, the ball go up, I took my eyes off the screen because I wasn't, I was never in my head that I think it could be short. I'm like, you're looking for it to go left or right. Once I saw it go up, I literally took my eyes off the screen to, you know, <laughs> and, and then I heard them it's short. I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> that's a that's a different nfl like I, I don't remember the last time a kicker was short on a 49 yard attempt i remember that like back in like the 80s but it also 90s. looked good <laughs>
1: i mean from the angle behind it they were showing it looked good it didn't look like he didn't get all of it or it wasn't tipped it looked like it yeah, looked fine it literally and just it died it, it
2: did hit the crossbar but it did not you oh, know it, did not did go it? in so i didn't even so think it did I dolphins it, take over Tua is able to get the Jordan Howard had a nice probably his longest run of the season which was I think 8 yards on first down um and then they were able to uh on, on another run by Howard did not get the first down but it got them close and then uh Tua with the sneak gets the first down ball game over 34-31 Miami Dolphins and my goodness I just that was the, the most fun I had watching a Dolphins game in quite some time and that Cardinals team is a very good team and and we we just we outplayed them we outcoached them our defense could have been a little better, um, but that's a very talented offensive team. So I'm could not be happier. I, I I did not predict a win. I'm very happy that I was wrong.
1: I was very off. I said we would win 31 28 and each team scored an extra field goal. So I'll, uh, I'll try to do better.
2: Yeah. Let's, let's see you do better than that, Rob. I I, I expect more from you. <laughs> um, a couple of quick uh, injury updates. We are going to do statistical forecasting, but we did kind of go over in our game recap. So we'll do that after the break. Um, Dolphins are going to need some wide receiver help. I'm, I'm hoping to see Antonio Callaway get called up this uh, next game. He did not get called up for this game uh, against the uh, the Cardinals, so hopefully he does dress uh, next week, um, and hopefully he gives them some juice there because we're getting pretty thin at the wide receiver position now. Um with, uh, with with no Preston Williams for a few weeks and um, i as much as I like Jakeem grant i think we need a, a little bit more um, in terms of a, a second wide receiving option um, i know Gaseki's basically just a glorified wide receiver um, so I think we'll be okay but uh would hopefully would like to get something out of uh, uh, out of Callaway this week especially after trading Isaiah Ford um, so that would be uh, that would be nice to see uh, just some help from other places. Breida should be back as well. Uh Rob, do you have anything on that? Like any 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 news there? <clears throat>
1: he's still I don't he I don't he's still questionable uh Brita. So I didn't well, hear about his I didn't hear about yet today, but I don't think he, he didn't practice yesterday.
2: Hopefully he comes back. Uh hopefully he's able to go this week. Would like to see him uh would like to see him on offense. Uh could use the extra weapons. We're getting a little thin. Austin Jackson did come back and play um in the game. They shifted instead of uh Instead of shifting Hunt out, they shifted Kindley out. So I, I did kind of notice his play had kind of declined a little bit. So they moved Davis from left tackle to right guard, and they kept Robert Hunt at right tackle. So we'll probably, I would imagine we'd see that alignment going into uh, the next game. So that would be Jackson, Flowers, Karras, Davis, and Hunt on the offensive line. So the, the play's been not as solid as it was at the beginning of the season, uh, but they're still they're still doing very well. They've you know much much improved from last year. So. Um, so so that's a good sign All right, Um, and with that we'll take our first break and when we come back we'll do some uh, statistical forecasting uh, as the Dolphins finish their second quarter of the year and then we will go uh, on through our weekly pick'em so please stay tuned
0: this is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito-Lay hello I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4 3 Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each
2: good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito And we are back. So it is that time of the year. We have finished the second quarter for the Miami Dolphins. So we are going to bring back statistical podcasting to kind of recap or statistical forecasting. I guess it could be statistical podcasting. Um, statistical forecasting for the Miami Dolphins. So we did have a change to the schedule. Originally, um, they were playing different teams. I, I think they had the Broncos in there uh, originally in this, in this quadrant. Um, but it was supposed to, but it ended up being the 49ers, the Jets, the Rams, and the Cardinals, and the Dolphins swept through all four of those.
1: By the way, to James, get
2: to I, five and three.
1: I forgot to tell you this. I think we were I think optimistically we didn't think they would do better than four wins at this point of the season. And they hit five. They literally beat our most optimistic uh, projection.
2: I mean, having the Jets move from the back half of the schedule to the front half of the schedule definitely helped.
1: That that's, is, that's a, that's that's a comp- gimme win. I forgot. The
2: 49ers win was surprising to me. Um, not only in how badly they beat them, but that they won at all, given how well the 49ers were playing at that point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, and the, the only, I thought, I didn't think they would have won both the Rams and the Cardinals games. I I thought they would have lost one of those and, uh, they, they played very well against the Rams and, uh, they, they also played very well against the Cardinals, but it was a close game. So, and they won all four of those games. So now they, they are sitting at five and three and going into this third quadrant, which has, is definitely the easiest
1: quadrant that we've had so far um we will be if all goes well we will we should be favored favorites in every one of these games
2: yes and i think uh the, the 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 probability of wins that i have them at is uh it looks very likely that they are going to win another four in a row which would put them on an eight game winning streak and leave them at 9 and 3 after this quarter is over so i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but uh things are looking very well or very very good for your for our Miami Dolphins, sure are. So this week we have the Chargers coming into Miami, so the Dolphins are back at home. Herbert versus Tua. I'm excited to see it. The Dolphins are favored by two and a half at home. My prediction for Sunday is uh, is is a bit of a shootout, um, given the uh, the weapons that t- that Herbert has at his disposal and how well he's been playing. I think we're going to have trouble with him. He is a mobile quarterback as well, which has given us fits this year. Um, but I do like us to prevail. I like the final score to be Dolphins 31, Chargers 27. And I have given this a 0. 0.8 win uh, or probability of winning. So 80% chance of win for the Dolphins for this game. I have. Rob, given what this do you, how do you see Sunday turning
1: out? Well, you had it as a 0. 0.7. I had it as a 0. 0.8. Did you want to change oh. that?
2: Oh that's correct. Yes, I was reading. Yes, I have it at 0.7. Correct. It's a little closer than
1: than you than you feel like it's going to be. I do because I feel like this I feel like our team, I know the so the Chargers are weird because they're not as bad. All their games have been close. They don't seem like a six-loss team and yet the stink of loss is all over them. I think this is the week. I don't know. I just I just feel like that we're going to come out and crush them. I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. What did I say? Did I say 37, 37, 22.
2: You said 38 to 22. 38. 37, 22. Sounds yeah, I'm going to
1: stick with 30, 37, 22. I don't okay. know why I changed it. All
2: right. I love the conference there. So after this chargers game, they go into Denver. Um, Denver teams getting healthy. They're, they're a little, I think a little better than the red, record indicates, but I do have this at a 0.8, uh win probability for us. I, I think this is a, a team that we match up well against. Um, and I think we defeat them pretty handily, even though it's a road game.
1: I agree. I also have it at point eight. I don't see I mean, I'm not it's not I don't I'm not a big they're 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 banged up, they're a weird team, Denver. They seem to they seem to play, you know. Drew Locke seems to be like Cinderella, but the opposite where he's like it's not until the fourth quarter where all of a sudden he's he's can make plays. And and can come alive and bring his teams back, but um, I just I just think I think this is the these are the, the Chargers and Broncos are the level of teams that I thought we were at this year, and I believe we have moved into the next tier. I believe we are now in the you know we should we should be talked about as if we're in like the Buffalo Tennessee like the ones right. just underneath the the top tier teams. The there are, yeah, these
2: year. are games where we felt like we we should have won them. Now they're games, or, or they're games where we could have won them, and now they're games that we should win.
1: Exactly. I, right.
2: Yep. So the following week is at the New York Jets. Boy, I can't wait for that one. I have us at .9 chance of victory. Um, I'm tempted to just give it 100%, but nothing is a sure thing in the NFL, so we'll keep it at .9. Point
1: .9. I am with you.
2: Um, Following that is a matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals at home. So Burrow against Tua uh, should be a a heck of a game. I think I should be. uh, I I do think the Dolphins uh, once again should win. I believe they match up very well with this Bengals team. Um, And yeah, I think it's uh, I gave us I think I gave us a point seven. I believe you had it a little bit higher.
1: Yeah, at a point eight. Honestly, I think. I think I'm a little higher on you on this Chargers Bengals, and I think it's because I have a chip on my shoulder, and I, I just, I just, I just, I see Tua coming out and crushing both of these other rookies.
2: I hope so. I, I, I sure hope so. I mean, I'd, if last Sunday was any indication, we're, we're hopefully in for a long, and uh, our, our long suffering at the quarterback position is, is, is over. So. So this, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case.
1: So the numbers that we have given them, that basically we both, we both think obviously there's a good chance we win all these games. So op, most op, optimistically, is we win all four and have, actually have nine wins with four games to go. Uh, worst case scenario is really you know is splitting these games. I can't see them losing, you know, winning less than two. Games and you agree. Yeah, so worst case scenario,
2: they're seven and five right. going into the final four games, which you know what that means, Rob. In the hunt,
1: we're in we're the, the se- hunt. We're the seven seed right now, which just sounds stupid, but it's true. It's it a is, thing. It,
2: it, it is true, it but is the probabilities
1: true, so. give us uh, you at eight point one, me at eight point three, saying the most likely thing is you know somewhere along the. It's a little better. 8 and Four, yeah, as eight and four is a real strong possibility, although. You know, I'm not going to lie. At this point, i will be disappointed if we're not going into that Chiefs game with nine wins. I yeah, and eight eight
2: in a row too. That would be that'd be great, man. I I really think they can do it. I I really do. And, I, I really really do. All right, over, let's uh, get not into... to get it,
1: sorry, not to get ahead, but that Chiefs, Pats, Raiders, Bills that felt almost like unwinnable. Any of them, and now the Pats are terrible. I feel like we're better you know and they I feel like we're better than the Raiders and on par with the bills so that'll make next quarter interesting when we get there.
2: It sure will it sure will. Um, uh, like I said very very excited to watch this team moving forward and, and every Sunday from here on out as long as two is the quarterback is going to be a treat um, I'm looking forward to it. so all right let's get into pick them for the week so you eked out a, uh, a two to one win last Eek. week Rob.
1: I destroyed you. You had the you sh- Bucks. I should have gotten did. two wins for that. You also had the Colts. You were you were you were floundering like Philip Rivers on his back, trying to stop <laughs> a, a, a a defender.
2: In my defense, the Colts actually looked like they were going to win that game in the first half, but then the uh, then unfortunately they had to play the second half, as you reminded me. So
1: that is part of, um, part of the game. Yeah, I was
2: I was wrong in those two games, but I did have the Giants beating the football team, so I did have I, I had one win,
1: which might not um, have happened if that guy. Oh another God! What what is it with with the legs and and, quarterbacks? and the Redskins
2: quarterbacks? I don't know. I don't. I do not know, my friend.
1: Or sorry, football team quarterbacks. We put each. Oh yes, each yes, yes. Put so, a football quarter, team quarterbacks. Co- that is correct. We each have to put a quarter in the jar
2: <laughs> fair enough all right so thursday night's game indianapolis colts at the tennessee titans the titans are getting a point at home this is odd to me i i i like the titans to win um, but i'm just i'm surprised they're i'm surprised they're underdogs at home uh, did they lose both games to them last year or something
1: uh i don't remember that last year at all but the uh, you know the Titans have not; they haven't really looked good since. Well, the two weeks ago they lost to the Bengals, and then they played the the Chicago and they they won. But I think in that game, like Tannehill only like completed like ten passes. Like it was it was not a lot of offense going on. The Colts defense is on par with the Bears defense. They're both pretty. They're both pretty good. Um, so I guess that's why the line is there.
2: I guess we'll see. All right, so uh, we're we're not. That's not going to be one of our games, correct? You're you're, you're thinking Tennessee is going to win as well.
1: Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, the next one is the Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. Houston getting three and a half. And let's talk about uh, our Houston Texans. Uh, they they did eke out a win last week. Boy, that would have been nice if the Jaguars would have pulled off oh, that, that comeback. Was
1: so much closer than I thought it would be.
2: So, so much closer. So the Texans are sitting at 2-7 and now. Um, This is a game the the Browns should win. They get Nick Chubb back. Uh, They're a much better offensive team when they have both of those running backs in there. It makes uh, Baker play a lot better when he doesn't have to uh, be relied on so heavily. So I I think the Browns uh, win this game pretty handily.
1: I would not be shocked if the Texans won because Deshaun Watson is... You know, you can never really count them out, but I also expect Cleveland to win.
2: Excellent. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, boy, the NFC East is a joke, but the Eagles look like they might be the only team that's close to a football team, (laughs) including uh, including the football team. Um, (laughs) And they're closer
1: this week because they get back. They should get back Dallas Goddard. They get back Jalen Rager. They're just they're getting some more. You know, they're getting a little healthier. They're still not. Oh, and even uh, Miles Sanders has a good chance to play. So, so the Giants have looked
2: frisky of late, and they played the Eagles very tough the first time they played them. but i I, I do like the Eagles here. I agree. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off that oh, just a horrendous game on Sunday night against the Saints. Uh, they are favored by five on the road against the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey out injured again. Uh, Bucks again favored by five on the road. Bucks handled the Panthers the first time they played them when the Panthers did have Christian McCaffrey. So I think the Bucks bounce back in a big way in, in this game.
1: Uh, I agree. Um, the Panthers are one of those teams you don't really like betting against because they're they're not good, but they're weirdly in games sometimes, like even last week with the Chiefs. But um, I think the Bucks have something to prove after getting demolished. Um, and I don't they I don't think they're nearly as bad as we saw, so I think we're going to see them uh, take care of business.
2: Washington football team getting four and a half points at the Detroit Lions. I like Detroit in this game.
1: Yeah, I I can't make any rational decisions with with Detroit anymore. So obvious. So I don't. I haven't actually paid any attention. I'm assuming that Alex Smith is getting the start, and Dwayne Haskins gets to suit up as number two.
2: I believe so, which is just crazy to me. Like I just don't understand why you don't play Haskins just to at least see if he can play or I not. Mean,
1: at this point, you have to because. I mean, I mean, we love the Alex Smith story, but he's not I mean, he's not winning. He's what's he doing for you?
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Don't know what's going on there. Um, The next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars getting 12 and a half points at the Green Bay Packers. Give me the Packers.
1: I will also go with the Packers. But Mr. Luton has my respect. I will not be making any wheat related jokes on his name any longer. Yeah, he was Um,
2: he was frisky last week. Some good throws,
1: he made some good throws, played well, and I think he gets the start again. Um, I mean, he may just keep starting even if Minshew's healthy, depending on how he does here, but um, he is starting. Uh, yeah, you think
2: the Jaguars are in this perpetual cycle of just like rotating sixth round draft picks? Like, Luton now, next year, Luton's (laughs) going to be the guy, and and then he'll he'll get hurt, and then they'll have another guy they draft in the sixth round come in and play kind of well. I would, I would like to see that. I'm here for it. I'd like to see that.
1: Well. Well, it's uh, it's just as exciting as the uh, Cowboys and their undrafted rookie quarterbacks coming in for injured quarterbacks and taking over.
2: Oh boy, Buffalo Bills getting two points on the road at Arizona. I like the Bills in this game,
1: and I like the I like the Cardinals. I think the uh, I think this is one of those. You know, the Bills played better than they should be. They're not that much better than Seattle. I think the Cardinals lost a close game that they could have won, and I, I think the the script gets flipped here, and uh, Arizona beats Buffalo.
2: I hope you're right. I, I definitely want Buffalo to lose, but I, I'm taking them in the points. Uh, Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. Broncos getting four and a half on the road. I like what this Broncos team is doing, and I think the Raiders are a good team, but I think the Broncos are going to catch them by surprise here, and, uh, and they'll at least cover, if not win this game.
1: So I will disagree with you and I will take the Las Vegas Raiders of Nevada for min- uh, minus four and a half over those Denver Broncos.
2: All right. Cincinnati Bengals get six and a half at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we decided not to call this one because of the uh, the impending Roethlisberger injury, but even if he doesn't play, I still think the Steelers might win. Um
1: yeah, I I would, the six and a half. I would lay the six and a half if Roethlisberger's playing. We know, you know, they they kind of laid that egg in in Dallas, but they did enough to win the game. They just didn't look like them. Yeah, the the Bengals are fi- are feisty, and we know uh, Burrow likes to cover games. So, yeah, not thrilled to be betting it and not with with uh, Roethlisberger with two hurt knees and not able to practice with the team because he was in contact with somebody with COVID. Um, just, yeah, just stay away.
2: San Francisco 49ers getting nine and a half at the Saints. That line can't be high enough. The 49ers are a mash unit and uh, I think they have over 80 million dollars in salary cap on injured reserve. So uh Saints look like they're getting hot like they normally do at this time of year. Uh, I like the Saints. I think that's gonna be a very long Sunday afternoon for the San Francisco 49ers. Agreed. Seattle Seahawks plus two at Los Angeles Rams. I don't know if you watched the Seahawks on Sunday against the Bills, but they looked like garbage. They did. look Um, Give me the Rams. They're deep. The Seahawks defense is awful. DK Metcalf is uh, amazing and their offense is incredible, but you just, you can't win the Rams. I, I mean, the Rams defense will be able to at least hold them down a little bit. And then with them not being able to stop anything, uh, I feel like the Rams are going to be able to put up quite a bit of points on that Seahawks team.
1: So I will take the Seahawks. I'm hoping they get Chris Carson back. Um, and I think that will help them extend drives a little bit, keep their defense off a little bit and uh, and get back to their winning ways.
2: So I, I will say, I mean, anytime you have Russell Wilson, you obviously are, are in, in good shape and can win any game. Well, I you I don't do like believe having the MVP of the league Jar- Jar- so Jar- far. You don't like betting uh, but- up
1: with Jared Garf? What's that? You don't like betting on Jared Goff?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I am taking the Rams here in this game I, just because I can, their defense is putrid. Like I, did you? I mean, no, it's bad. They like they made Josh Allen look like uh, I don't even know no. some kind of like hybrid Joe Montana.
1: So <laughs> like so did we, and both of and both of that makes me so angry about how good we are now compared to how we looked in that first those first couple games. Cause the defense obviously was still getting his footing and we didn't throw against this defense. How did we not air it out against the Seattle defense? I still don't understand that one. Ugh, I feel I like know. we could have won the, that game.
2: Yep. Yeah. we'll see. All right. So we got that one, Baltimore favored by seven going into new England. I feel like this is blowout city. Uh, <laughs> I did, how how conflicted were you watching that well I'm sure you weren't actually watching it but how conflicted were you uh, on Monday night with the uh, New England Patriots at the New York Jets it's like you want the Jets to get you, I mean we kind of want the Jets to win because we want we don't want them to get the first pick in the draft
1: but then we don't want but New you, England to get it either
2: <laughs> right but we don't want yeah it's just very yeah honestly.
1: It was very easy towards the end. I was rooting for overtime in a tie. I'm like, let them, let's get the tie. They each get <laughs> half a loss, um, but they, even they couldn't pull it out.
2: Yeah. So Flacco I,
1: getting frisky in that game. He actually uh, made some good throws. So I was amazed.
2: Flacco. Yeah, no Flacco looked, I, I Flacco. I feel like always gets up for Patriots games. Like,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe he just, he it. loves
2: playing against them. He's had, like some of the best games of his career against them. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Cam, it, I mean, he completed like 80% of his passes in that game. I have no idea how. They were all like short throws, I guess. I, he just – it looks like even when he's throwing the ball, it just looks like he's like <laughs> – like, like his motion is like different. Like he just doesn't – he doesn't seem to
1: – Yeah, just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he, must, he I mean, I, there's the whispers that he's still injured or he's not completely right with the shoulder or whatever. But, yeah. but, but man, he can run the ball. <laughs>
2: Either way, I think the Patriots are on their way to three and six, but they have very, very tough games down the stretch for them. So yeah, I don't, I don't see a else. lot of, uh, a lot of wins coming for those Patriots, uh, Minnesota Vikings at in Chicago bears on Monday night football Vikings favored by two and a half Vikings have been uh, on. They've been on a little bit of a roll lately. Dalvin cook. Yeah. They've is, been on uh,
1: Dalvin cooks back is what they've been on. <laughs>
2: yeah. That guy is a monster. The bears, as we've been saying all year are not good. They are finally regressing to the mean. They're at five and four now. Uh, I I like the Vikings in this game.
1: Fools might actually make them worse. That's hard to say. Like,
2: <laughs> I don't I don't think that that I I mean I I feel like Trubisky gets back in there at some point just with the the current trajectory they're on, but that 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 offense is putrid. Um, yeah, they're they're bad. Bad. All right. So we got our three right.
1: We did. So we have. Uh, You are taking the Buffalo Bills plus two in Arizona. You are taking the um, Broncos plus four and a half in Las Vegas. And you are taking the Rams minus two. I think they're home for Seattle.
2: Sounds good. All right. Well, we are going to go to the break. When we come back, it'll be time for my favorite part of the show. Fantasy Fantasy camp. Stay tuned. And we are back. So, in this third segment of the show, Rob and I like to do this, what used to be an exercise in futility. Um, for those of you that are new to the show, why don't you just hit them with the drop, Rob?
0: Miami Dolphins. Fantasy Camp.
2: Yes. So Miami Dolphins Fantasy Camp is a fun little game that Rob and I like to play where we Every week we draft a new fantasy team comprised entirely of Miami Dolphins skill players. Um, It's very, very challenging, uh, especially now with the, uh, the Isaiah Ford trade and the injury to Preston Williams. Uh, We actually decided to draft off air. We normally draft on air, um, but we were going to spare you. The back and forth of us reading through, the, <laughs> through the roster updates and seeing who was promoted from where and, and who's going to play where. Um, so we actually did all that off air. So we've actually picked. But I'm going to let Rob go ahead and recap uh, what happened last week in Fantasy Camp, and just to let everybody else know. I'm now eight and one in Fantasy Camp. So, but Rob, why don't you tell them how I got to eight and one?
1: So not only are you eight and one, you also have a fifty point lead uh, in in total points. So you're crushing me. You won this week barely. This one, this I call shenanigans. I think you only won because of a bad uh, fourth down pass interference call that went against me. Um, so you had the first pick. You went with Breda, who, after it turned out he wasn't going to play, you were able were, you know we allowed to sub in from any of the unpicked players. So you got Ahmed uh, f- for that for that spot. I took Parker and Grant. You went with Kasiki and Williams. I then took uh, uh, Jordan Howard and Malcolm Perry, and you took Callaway and Agba, and I took Alandon Roberts. So basically, Howard did what Howard do: nineteen yards and one touchdown. Um, that's actually more. Usually, it's single digits, and uh, usually he doesn't get you the points for the yards. So that was a that was a, p- a pleasant uh, extra point there. <laughs> Grant was four for 35 Parker was six for 64, but they didn't get in. They didn't have uh, any touchdowns there. Perry was a, uh, was a blank. Uh, Ahmed was, had just had the 38 rushing. Did he not have any catches? Did I forget to put those in? I'll have to double check that. But Gesicki was three for 42 and Williams was four for 60 with a touchdown. Um, and then Agba, of course, had the, str- the sack and the sh- fumble, um, which which is quite helpful, along with four tackles. So he even out-tackled Roberts and had the sack and the fumble. So you came away with a uh, one-and-a-quarter-point victory.
2: Thanks to Emmanuel Agba on defense. Very, pretty, very, very nicely done. And the uh, Preston Williams is also pretty big for me before the injury. Um so, yeah, so 8-1, and one, Team Tua over the uh, Fitzmagics, which is Rob's team. Um, so we went ahead and drafted uh, offline, like I mentioned. So um, I – or Rob had the first pick this time. So uh, oh. now with the injury to Williams and the, uh, you know, kind of the way the roster's shaking out, it's kind of a no-brainer. So Rob took Devontae Parker. Um, I then countered with Mike Gusecki and Joachim Grant. I wanted to make sure that I got at least one – wide receiver that we know is going to play that <laughs> on Sunday. The and then it was just kind of a crapshoot after that. So Rob ended up going with, uh, Mac Collins and, um, Brita. Uh,
1: I did uh, Brita. Brita, Brita did practice limited practice today. So I'm hoping he's, he, he goes.
2: And then I countered with, uh, with, uh, Ahmed coming, uh, off that nice performance last week. I feel like even if Brita does play that, Ahmed will still see the field a decent amount. um, here's where I went for a little bit of a reach. I'm assuming again, as I did last week that they traded Isaiah Ford to get Antonio Calloway onto the field. I'm imagining with Preston Williams now out that he will definitely see the field this week, even though he didn't even dress last week. Um, so I'm hoping that he gets on the field again, Antonio Calloway, uh, former uh, playmaker for the Cleveland Browns, still very young. Uh, he was a big, big, uh, big time prospect out of the university of Florida. Um, ran into some off the field issues, but has gotten a second chance here with the Miami Dolphins, and he is now off the suspended list. He's still very young, still very fast, has no no real injury history to speak of, so I uh, think he could be a difference maker on this offense. Would like to see him get some run on Sunday and hopefully make a difference for Team Tua and your Miami Dolphins.
1: Wow, that was a lot of words for 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 taking such a stretch. You, I
2: know, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was trying. I'm trying. You can hear me justifying it. So with with that take
1: my I had to take Hollins a whole round before that that's a stretch in and of itself which means I still have to fill my flex which means I'm just i taking Malcolm Perry I'm just one of these days he's good they're gonna do a stupid trick play that works with him and I'm gonna get my two to five points out of it so Perry and then I'll take I'm taking Van Noy I expect him to. I just, I don't know. Have a good feeling about the defense doing some stuff to the to, to Herbert. And uh, you followed with X, uh, and I think he might. He's going to come away with one in this game too. I
2: hope so. I'm hoping for a bounce back game from him. Hopefully, a pick six really put me over the top. That'd be great. Awesome. So uh, hopefully, I get to nine and one. If not, no big deal. I'm crushing you in this game. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Have you caught up on the Mandalorian, Rob?
1: I have not watched season two yet, uh, episode two yet.
2: You have not watched episode two yet? Why, no. why have you not watched episode two yet, Rob?
1: Uh, cause I have to go upstairs, turn the TV on, and watch it. I'm just, you know, haven't really gotten around to it.
2: Did we talk about the the dragon episode or have? Yeah, we did. We, we did talk about that one. We okay. Did. Uh, I started a new show on Amazon called Wayne. Have you have you seen that one? What's it called? It's just called Wayne, like a, like a person's name. Oh,
1: uh, I've seen something about it, but I don't remember a thing about it now.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's pretty, pretty good. It's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, it's, it kind of like when you hear the plot, it kind of sounds like a teen drama, but it's like, it's, it's very dark, uh, very violent. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's also pretty funny. Um, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a black comedy, but it's about a, a 16 year olds, uh, a boy who lives in uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. And apparently he, uh, he enjoys fighting and, um, you know, gets kind of into his, like uh, his, his, his backstory is like, you know, he's, he's basically an orphan. Like his father is dying of cancer. And, um, but he just like, he just gets into lots of fights and he's kind of like a, the fights that he gets into are like, you know, where he's like trying to stick up for kids that are being bullied or things that have, you know, things that have been done wrong to other people. Um, and then, uh, you know, not to, not to spoil anything, but his his father dies in the first episode and it becomes his mission to get, uh, this car, I guess that his father had purchased for him, uh, years and years ago, or like when he was a baby that, uh, somebody, uh, his mom ran off with somebody and they took the car that his dad had purchased. So, uh, he's, he's, he's on a mission to get this car back. Um, and he's basically, on motorcycle driving down to Florida where this car, where he knows this car is. And he's trying to find, <laughs> trying to find the, uh, the, the car and just a uh, hijinks ensue. Lots of, lots of curse words, lots of, lots of violence. Uh Very, very entertaining. They're short too. So they're only like 30 minutes long. So it's, uh,
1: so it's uh, not, it's, it's a
2: fun, it's, he's a, not, it's a fun, it's a fun watch.
1: It's not, he's not Bruce Wayne. You're saying uh, the, the dead parents. I was, I was sure we were going to have a, a Bruce Wayne. He's just Wayne.
2: Just Wayne, right. yeah, uh, just just Not Wayne. it <laughs> The
1: best. I'll I'll just just because I got reminded of it this week. Uh, the best show on Amazon that nobody ever talks about is a show called Patriot. Um, I
2: did see your post about that. It, so, yeah, go just, ahead. You just, have the you have the mic. I want to hear more about it. It just
1: it's it's so hard to explain. But uh, a, a, but a friend of mine basically who watched the first episode said it's like Wes Anderson directing a Bond movie. So it's just it, it's it's. It's about a, a guy who – he has to stop Iran from getting, like, nuclear weapons, but he has to get to Iran unofficially. So he has to get a job, and he's working for the government, but in one of those, like, we will deny you're doing this if you get caught. And he has – and it's it's dark, it's heartwarming, it's funny, and it's brutal. Like, it's just it's just so good. Um, it's written I, – I can't – the – the, the guy who wrote it, he also had a show, on Epics on, Epic, Epics, whatever called Perpetual Grace that was also amazing, but just one season. There's two seasons of Patriot, it it wraps up. It you want a third season, but it wraps the story up enough so it's so it's satisfying at least if they because I don't think they'll ever get to that third season now, but it is so good. But the the thing that I posted, I don't know how they do it, but they write the best nonsense like like technical mumbo jumbo so the guy works for some company you know but all they do is pipes like they they never explain what they do and when he's at a conference and they're talking like technically it's just these made-up words and it's just hysterical that they're doing this with a straight face and it's just it's just so well written it's just a show uh that has to be watched
2: I look forward to watching that. It did sound uh, – your description sounds intriguing, but I, I did like the post that you made on social media the other day. So uh, my interest has peaked. I'll probably burn through this Wayne show. I got through about three episodes last night. Uh, there's not many of them, um, but I, I would highly recommend watching that as well. Uh, it's very very entertaining. should be quick and uh, and uh, a lot of – didn't really sound like fun from the way I described it to, <laughs> right. to, you, to you guys, but uh, it actually is uh, quite quite funny. So, usually the best shows um, are
1: the ones that are hard to explain.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly Alright, well, I'm really looking forward to Sunday, Rob This season has really taken a turn for the better um, Really, really happy to see what we're getting out of Brian Flores as a coach And even even more exciting to, uh, to watch Tua uh, get out there and play He definitely looks like the real deal Really excited to watch him go up against uh, Herbert on Sunday And show us why we drafted him and not Herbert So hopefully we, uh, we do get the win as we both think they will and uh, I hope you guys all enjoy your weekend and
0: enjoy watching the Miami Dolphins win as well. Go
2: to a time.